Welcome back, everybody, to Too Much Popcorn, the movie review podcast where Jimmy and I sit down, watch a movie, and then sit down again, or do we continue to sit? I, I typically get up and move to a different place to record, so we sit I down and then sit down. an inch. <laughs> I sit down and watch a movie and then sit down again to talk about the movie. We talk about things we liked, things we didn't like about the movie, and yeah, this week we watched the hit seminal film from a little-known director, Mel Brooks. Who? This movie's called Blazing Blazing Saddles. Blazing. Blazing Saddles from 1974. Yeah, and think what you might, this movie is not about marijuana, although there is one good marijuana joke in it. Uh, it's not a movie about blazing as any 2000s film with the word blazing in it would have. Uh, it's, it's a cowboy movie. Yeah. Yeah. They do blaze it though. And it's yeah. good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> That's the joke guys. That's the joke. At, at we don't want to spoil all the bits and bobs and jokes and jabs, but we will spoil. I mean, this is a 1974 film. If, if you haven't seen it, maybe go do that. But. Here we yeah. are. We're going to talk about it. Well, don't tell them to go do it because they need to realize they need to wait till the end of the podcast to see if they should. Well, it's like the thing is, is with the spoilers, it's like if you don't want to listen to the podcast because of spoilers, then then we tell you, OK, well, watch the movie, <laughs> but not because we're telling you to watch the movie. You, you're doing it for a different reason, right? Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, it's we're gonna, not. We're, we have given no opinions of the film yet. We're just saying if you don't want it spoiled for you, like what happens? Yeah, we're gonna try happens. not spoil the bits. We're not gonna try and spoil the ending, because uh, you could sit down in a room with a thousand typewriters and a thousand monkeys, and they could never type the ending of this movie. Uh, well, okay, I'll, I fed it into ChatGPT, <laughs> and, and it got it perfectly it came right up with the exact ending. <laughs> to be fair. We're not going to spoil the bits because if you've seen any other Gene Wilder movie, you already know the bits. They're all in there. And the Mel Brooks he, stamp of approval is here. Yeah, yeah. They're all there. They're all there. If you've ever watched a, a different Mel Brooks movie and you're like, oh, he broke the fourth wall. You're like, oh, he did it again. Or, you know, yeah. you're like, that guy's going to hit his head on something. Oh, he did it. You know, oh, there's a it, funny stage it, show with with music and dancing. There we go. We've got yeah. it. It's a Mel Brooks fi- picture. You know, you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, folks. Hot take alert. They're good bits, and they work. Like they're. I I'm not kidding. They are literally in every other Mel Brooks movie. Spaceballs, Robin Hood Men in Tights, Frankenstein. Sorry, young Frankenstein. They're all they're all the same bits, but they keep showing up, and it's it's different than when you've you know rewatched Young Frankenstein eight times, and you're like, oh, these jokes are still funny. You're seeing these different jokes in these different movies, and you're like, okay, I get that that guy just hit his head on something, but I'm still cracking up at it. Or I don't it's know. almost like 
there's a because there is a genre shift in the terms of you know Frankenstein being you know a gothic horror to uh, Blazing Saddles a cowboy picture you you're it's not a an instance where I think the initial reaction to a lot of things where you go hey what you can't do that. <laughs> or the uh, he can't keep getting away with this type of feeling with Mel when Mel Brooks does it somehow you're like well he do, he does that scamp he did it again <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that's how I go into a Mel Brooks picture right it it's almost almost don't get me wrong there is a little bit of difference here but it's almost the Shrek paradox right where it's like are these bits the the movie yeah because they're their own thing. Or is the movie its thing because of all of these things? Because like, I I would agree. It's like so close. You know, let's look at a different, you know, parody cowboy movie. You got Three Amigos, which very funny and has great bits in it. And all the bits are different. Yes. But it is very much that this is just a, a Mel Brooks comedy Western movie. Yes. But also not at the same time just the whole having a black like the the plot is that a white ass town gets a black sheriff and mel brooks is like that's the whole movie and you're like (laughs) there's no way this is going to be this long and you're like oh okay i figure out how he did it while you're watching it but it's it's such a like lukewarm bit to just base the entirety of this film off of and you're like, oh, okay. It he he pulls it off. The 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 sheer charisma of Sheriff Bart is like the most likable motherfucking character of <laughs> just any Mel Brooks thing. I just love him so so much, and he just carries the picture. You're just like. Take me, take me where you need to take me. Give me the candy gram. You know, like, oh my God. It's, yeah. He is a joy to watch on screen. And I'm like, I feel privileged to be able to see Blazing Saddles with him as the lead. And then now I have to go back and see what else he was in just to like soak in his just amazingness. Mel Brooks definitely has a way of like finding the right person for his movies and casting them in it definitely in a way where you you watch the movie and you're like all right i now want to find a collection with everything this person has ever been in and watch it uh and you know again young frankenstein i'm forgetting the name of the actor who plays igor but like we had the same reaction we were like i want to watch every movie he's ever been in because yes there's a joke in there that just tittles me and it's it's a mix of like super stardom feeling in terms of like this actor is like one of the most handsome people I've ever seen in my entire life. But then also being able to carry a comedy film in terms of witty rapport with any character, like perfect comedic timing and a, a just like aura of slapstick stunt man sort of has it all going on. And you're like, how how is one guy just so good at all of this? It's it's a great question. It is a great question. And it's also there's something to be said about Mel Brooks himself with like how he writes his movies, I guess. 
where I, I think <laughs> when he? he's... Uh, does he? <laughs> does he? <laughs> no, but like just when goes. he... Yeah, when he... I'm imagining when he's writing the script, he has a specific way that he wants a specific line delivered. Yeah. There has to be. There's a a way that Mel Brooks jokes in these films, and this film specifically, is like, this has to land or else it's just very extremely racist and unforgivably bad. Yes. And you're like, if this joke does not land, it's trash. And this movie (laughs) belongs in the trash. And you're like, Oh, I got to wait for it to land. And then you're like, okay, I'm, and you're teetering on this, just like, (laughs) just very precarious walkway. Like this could, this might bail. I might have to get out of here at any moment. Yeah, it's a testament because it does make you think like any other director, even like comedy directors, comedy actors, people who like deliver specific funny lines for a a living couldn't do it without him being like, all right, here's my vision for this joke. And then, you know, them probably taking a couple takes and then him being like, all right, that was it. That was the delivery we needed for this. You could probably think that that's too heavy handed of a director. And I'm, I'm making a leap here saying that that's what he did. I don't think it is too heavy handed. I think, you know, it it also says something to the actor to be able to take those jokes and say them. Yes. To take the screenplay in terms of, you know, what was written. And that that's the thing is like, you know, breathing it into the the movie takes it going from page to screen. And so you have the whole like, will this translate at all? We have to figure this out. And I think Mel Brooks, from what I've seen of his stuff, you know, what you've mentioned before is like he had the eye and the ear for like, will this joke for, I'd say for the most point, for the most part, he, he had the eye and ear for it is like the, the fucking space balls. We ain't found shit like that. (laughs) There's the jokes in there where you're like, that can't be written in a funny, like he says it in a funny way. Right. You're just like, that's written and it's the joke. And now actors, please make it deliver the hell out of this line and make it one of the funniest and most memorable things. Yeah. And also put Gene Wilder in the movie and underutilize him because he's very busy. (laughs) (laughs) And he can maybe be in a couple shots and have a couple lines but put him in there because Mel Brooks loves him. And apparently Young Frankenstein came out the same year. The These same apparently were year? both 1974 releases. Yeah. Oh my god. How So oh. Gene may have been really busy on a different lot doing that, that one. Yeah, or maybe he was just at crafty just like hanging out telling jokes to somebody else and they're like, "Don't you he have always a movie? had a sandwich in his hand?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Don't you have a movie?" And he's like, "Yeah, Young Frankenstein." And they're like, "No, the cowboy one." And he's like, "Oh, oh yeah. Oh shoot." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I it's it's a testament to where where our podcast somewhat fails in a in a funny way to in like a lackadaisical but also funny way to me is we don't know any of the behind the scenes stuff <laughs> so like but i want to know i i finished the film and i'm like i gotta know more about it and so i have to do like a deep dive but our podcast is specifically before we've done any of that yeah Folks, you're probably shouting at your computers or your iPhones right now. You're like, why don't you guys do any bit of research for this? And we just won't. 
That's just us. We just won't. Our We're whole a vibes job, only podcast. Yeah. Our whole job is to watch a movie and then talk about it and then make up funny kind of ideas about what was happening behind the scenes. And it's all completely made up because we absolutely will refuse. <laughs> if somebody even like emails me, like we finish watching the movie, I get an email that says, hey, here's behind the scenes on Blazing Salads. I will delete the email and then we will <laughs> record the podcast. Yeah. So that's how this goes. Or, you know, and someday we'll... we'd love to have guests on the show and the guests will probably be like experts in a movie. And they'll be like, yes, I've actually sat down and studied Blazing Saddles quite a bit. And here's a fun fact you might. And we'll be like, no, no, no. Vibes only. Vibes You're only. You're off the show. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, thanks for coming in to talk with, <laughs> with us about Blazing Saddles. But you did too much research on the movie. <laughs> so you have to leave. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> who knew christopher nolan big blazing Saddles fan but i i could he see was it. here he was you here could, you could definitely see it in his writing too he's he's very much you know delivering comedy the same way yes every line just directly out of mel brooks playbook man but what what else is there to say about this movie that doesn't spoil the bits or literally any part of i don't know it's it's tough because yeah there it's it's a mel brooks movie where so much is flawless in terms of how it's shot the soundtrack there's there's never a part in a lot of mel brooks movies where i have to do a double take in terms of quality i'm always like this is what i'm expecting of this type of comedic endeavor right i go in and i say the people on screen look great they're telling the jokes the the, the choral any the, you know the, there's amazing bits that are musical in nature because that's mel brooks fucking bread and butter there too and it never feels bad there's points where they're not funny and i'm not like hysterically laughing but then Two minutes later, you'll get me literally running out of breath, just losing my mind over something somebody said. And that's Blazing Saddles in a nutshell is the first half of this movie really is the snail's pace. You're really establishing. Yes, you have to get these characters and you're like, here's Bart. Here's Headley. Here's, you know, here's all these people. They're doing all these shady things or being promoted to sheriff or whatever. And the pacing feels really weird because you're just like, well, I we're getting the backstory, I guess. And also we'll go into a, a flashback that really doesn't mean anything, <laughs> but it is funny. And so you're like, okay, okay, Gene Wilder's here. I think that's the funny thing in this movie to me is Gene Wilder shows up and suddenly the shift of tone feels leveled. All, all of the weird pacing that is in the beginning and they're trying to land bits that maybe fall flat and there maybe are too meta. And then Gene Wilder shows up and suddenly you're like, oh, the movie is going here now for a little bit. See, that's interesting because... It, it's not like he's delivering different jokes or carrying the movie because like you said, he's barely in this movie. Even when yeah, he shows he up, carry it. I, I would say he's got less than like five minutes of camera time. This whole movie again, no research done, yeah. but it, it is. Oh, very, I timed it. 
You're right on the money. <laughs> Five minutes, exactly. Uh, no, but like, yeah, the movie is about Sheriff Bart, and that's freaking great. And it isn't until, you know, halfway through the movie where like, yeah, the first half of the movie sets up like all the racism, all the tone, and like, hey, this is a cowboy movie. And like, there's the jokes. And then the second half of the movie is just bonkers, and it just gets more bonkers as it goes. Yeah, it's... What I figured out while watching it that I enjoyed and I kept wanting to happen was Sheriff Bart goes out and does a thing and then he returns to his home base and reports his findings to Gene Wilder's character, uh, the Waco kid. And there was a rapport there that was so flawlessly executed in terms of they just on-screen chemistry was amazing. I was like, I want these two together in every movie throughout all time. So whenever that pacing was happening, it felt like this was the feedback loop that we were getting. And I was very satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I like that. It is almost like uh, Mr. Little, you know, was in the movie and it, like he was doing the first part of the movie. And then he's like, hey, should we have Gene Wilder here? And then Mel Brooks is like, yeah, I guess we can we can put him in here. You know, he could be like your sidekick. And then he's not even yeah. like the sidekick, but he's like just the guy that's there. He's just there. Yeah. He does like one sidekicky thing. Yeah. But it but it works. I think there's also a moment where hopefully Mel Brooks had some like foresight into removing himself from the film more. <laughs> Because he's like, I'm the governor. I'm a Native American. I, and you're like, okay, Mel, you really got to cool out on this stuff. You're like, you just wanted to do this stuff with the redhead on film just so that you like had that to jack off to or something. Like, I don't know what's going on here, folks. But that's that's some sick Mel shit going on in that, in that governor's office. I don't really want to explain. <laughs> but that's just Mel Brooks being like, I just wanted this day to myself you know like <laughs> yeah i'm the director of the movie I can very this. little to the actual film yeah very funny it yeah. established that the government is the worst <laughs> and is very corrupt and awful so i guess that's a successful yeah hey you know what else is awful ads so why don't we go oh. ahead take a little ad break right here hate them uh and we'll be back in just a just a except our ads are oh our ads are great Hey, listen to this improvised ad that we're going to do right now. Oh, wow. Wasn't that such a great ad? Man, I would love to buy those products. All of them. In All of them. bulk. All right. So, Jimmy, what do you think? Should we tell people to watch it? Well, should you tell people to watch this? Should you tell them not to watch it? What oh, we're think? just hopping right in. I okay. think we're hopping right in. We're hopping right in. And guess what? I 100% am saying, yes, you should watch Blazing Saddles. All right. What about you? Oh, all right. Hmm. Should the people... Yes. No, they should definitely watch this movie. Watch any Mel Brooks movie, uh, but wait till we do the episodes on those to understand that you should watch those movies. Uh, but just go watch this movie. It's, it's a lot of fun. And folks, it's so much fun. That's why this is probably going to be a shorter episode is because we don't want to ruin these bits. The bits are best seen in the movie. And, you know, yes. we don't we don't want to sit here and critique every little thing 
that makes this movie this movie. We just want you to go and experience how funny this movie is. I think that's what's sort of complex about doing like a comedy feature. The plot doesn't really matter. Did it make us laugh hysterically and at one point actually lose our minds yes <laughs> and that's a very successful comedy film in my eyes and yeah we are going to keep it short on this one because honestly there is so much in this movie that we just uh, like we did the spoiler buffer but it's like i actually just would like like you to see it so that you can go like oh that's why they didn't talk about it because it would ruin any mystique about the movie and i'm like i just don't want to do that to people if you haven't seen it it's from the 70s so like yeah it's been out a while but also you know there's a lot of movies that people haven't seen there's movie there's movies coming out every day so it makes sense and and you know what hot take alert this was actually my first time watching this movie i i told jimmy before we started this movie i always get this movie mixed up with three amigos so when people would be like, I "Hey, have you too. <laughs> when people would be like, "Hey, have you seen Blazing Saddles?" I would think of Three Amigos and be like, "No, I've never seen that." And then I saw that and I was like, "Oh, I still haven't seen Blazing Saddles." Of the two, I hadn't seen either, and now I've seen both, and they're very distinct and different for obvious reasons. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it either until within the last three years, and I am very glad that I did. And you know. I, I said it at the beginning of this episode. I'll say it again. Th- this movie, this movie in very many ways is like Shrek. Uh, <laughs> One of Aaron's favorite films. <laughs> you haven't tuned into the Shrek 2 episode. Yeah. But no, like Shrek 2, you've probably seen Shrek 1. And if you've seen a Mel Brooks movie and you haven't seen this one, then you already know what you're in store for. In a way, it's more of the same, but it's different stuff. It's the same jokes delivered differently. It's the same jokes that are still fresh and funny. It's the same jokes that were done in the 70s that nowadays you're sitting here and you're like, this just isn't done anymore. And I don't know if it's because other people can't do it. I don't know if it's because it's just so uh, its own thing, you know, borderline offensive. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, definitely offensive at points. But that's... Oh, yeah. It crosses the line. (laughs) Oh, it crosses the line. And, like, we're not going to get into the whole, you know, concept that this movie is parody and the things that you're watching are, like, hard to watch, but it's because they're parody and it's the man saying, hey, here's the thing. It was bad. Yes. That's all we're going to talk about You literally can't... You can't... (laughs) You can't talk... It it just can't be done because Clavon Little is the main character... Sheriff Bart, who is the best and most honorable character in in the film, hands down. Yeah, I guess it's a spoiler. He's the sheriff, but you have to call him sheriff because it's a title he got. <laughs> he earned. <and> served. It. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you go into this and be like, "Oh, well, this is like, what the fuck is going on here?" It's like, uh, have you? If this is your first Mel Brooks, welcome. Hello. Here. Yeah. He's he was pioneering this type of filmmaking in the in this in this time period and yeah, like Aaron said, I don't think other people since then to now have been able to replicate the magic that Mel Brooks was able to get out of 
space genre, gothic horror monster genre, cowboy film, Robin fantasy Hood. Robin Hood, you know? Yeah, medieval type. You know, He was just able to genre bend over to these things and keep them comedically hilarious and timeless feeling in in terms of nowadays there are a lot of people that are returning to a sort of like we have to go really hard on this type of joke and mel brooks was always like i'm gonna go really hard on this joke and when it works it works and yeah you're you know it's sort of like an airplane where the writing in airplane is here's all the jokes uh, mile a minute punchline 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 Mel Brooks films are, to me, a more nuanced, like, written comedy in terms of you'll get the punchline for this joke in two minutes, but also we're going to do 30 other punchlines between that that are unrelated to anything else going on. So that's the difference there where you're like, I'm not laughing all the time, but when I laugh, I'm like up, I'm up laughing. Yeah. Or there's the, there's just the comedic timing where he's telling the joke and the joke's going on for like two minutes and you're like, was the punchline back there? Did I miss it? And then just <laughs> you're looking for the punchline and it comes out of left field and hits you in the face and you're like, oh, here it is. And now I can't stop yes. laughing. Yeah. It's just or not there's a punchline that starts at the start of the joke and then the whole joke is like, a three minute long <laughs> musical punch. <laughs> so yeah, that's blazing saddles in a nutshell. We can't spoil it. Cause it's just, it's its own thing. Yeah. And if you were looking for a movie, that's funny. If you haven't seen a Mel Brooks movie, give this one a try, sit down. You'll probably get at least one little guffaw out of it. And Hey, isn't that good enough to just get one laugh? Like I'd say that's good. We got but. we got a hearty one in the oh, first man. fifteen minutes. We <laughs> both were actively dying. Yeah. I remember one point gasping for air and then another point where we were just losing our minds. And yes. that's that's Mel Brooks. That's Mel to Brooks. To get that baby. in a snappy hour and a half Mel Brooks feature, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch it. It's from me. It's from Aaron. It's a double watch. It's a double watch. (laughs) So, yeah, thank you so much for listening to this. Yeah, we could do short quickums, you know, a little short one where we're like, this movie was so good and mind-blowingly like a thing that we can't explain we can't go into it for an hour. You you got we're we got to get you to so this is 30 minutes and then you watch the movie and then you're still like at a shorter amount of time than the entirety of Moonfall. So <laughs> oh, I feel like no. that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. Think of this like the the opening title sequence. You see back in the day in the 1970s, movies would start with a title sequence and you're like Wait, is this a joke? But no, it's just it's just words at the beginning of a movie. But there are movies nowadays that I am liking this trend where they'll play like 90 minutes of a movie and then the title sequence happens. <laughs> and uh, my mind starts turning. I'm like, wait, now now the movie's starting? What was the <laughs> 90 minutes before this? And they're like, was that, that a trailer, trailer for a different movie? 
Yeah. Is this a Mel so, Brooks joke? Is this a Mel Brooks joke? The 90 minute long? <laughs> Who did this? But uh, yeah, uh, go watch the movie. We really recommend it. And thanks for listening to this episode of Too Much Popcorn. Go scoop up the popcorn from the garbage. Sorry it's in there the last time. <laughs> we threw it away. Really, we had too much. It's not dirty, though. It's on top of the pile. Yeah, don't get much. us wrong. The garbage is all just popcorn because we keep getting don't too much. scoop it. Yeah, don't scoop it out from the bottom. You don't want that. It's going to be just butter and, like, kernels. Yeah. yeah. Which, hey, if that's your thing, go for it. But grab all that popcorn, sit on down, watch the movie we tell you to watch, or not watch, in this case, watch. And that's the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, and then three minutes later, you're going to be sitting in the middle of a town after a battle, and you'll still have your popcorn. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for listening to too much popcorn watch blazing saddles and rate us on itunes bye bye Bye.